like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, this time we're talking about families getting together at the end of the year and holiday season and, and, and multiple generations together and the sharing of, of stories and family fables and, and those kind of things. So where are we going to jump in here? Well, you know, real stories are so appealing to kids. Um, you know, there's fantastic children's books about all kinds of things, you know, whether they're dragons or lions or all kinds of wonderful fairy tales and fiction. But there's something, there's something not like anything else is hearing a story about, you know, your own dad when he was a kid Mm -hmm. or your own grandmother or how so-and-so got lost walking to school one day or all those real stories. Um, there's something that, that the kids just latch onto differently if it's a really truly story versus, you know, one made up from a book. And this is even talking as a children's author. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yay, yay for children's books. But the power of real stories and of sharing stories from your family, you might not think you're a storyteller, but the kids don't care. They just would like to hear your voice telling this story. Um, I used, my mom hated telling real stories because she didn't feel she was very good at it, but uh-huh. I used to pry them out of her. Um, and I, it, it is my, my, uh, my kids do this to me today, that this is how, um, this is how your family legacy in bits and pieces gets passed on through the years. So um, don't forget, you know, don't forget to kind of dredge them up every now and then and, and come up with a story. Kids are usually fascinated, especially when you're making a goofy mistake in the story. That's really interesting. Yeah, they, they like they like hearing about your uh, it kind of humanizes the adults for the kids. Oh, yeah. And how I mean, you seem yeah, we kind of forget, but we seem like all powerful superhero figures to the kids and to know that we made mistakes and that actually now you can laugh about them. That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, how, how do you, in a world full of screens, how do we, how do we set the stage for sharing these kind of stories? I mean, if you're in a family that's not used to doing that and you want to kind of build this into a new tradition or, or even test it out for the first time, any tips on how to, how to kind of calm the waters or smooth the way to, to make this something kids would want to participate in if it's something that's not been done before? Well, I think bedtime is always a good time for that. So, you know, they're, they're, they're tucked in, they're tuckered out. Um, maybe you don't, read them a regular story or maybe you do but 
um, add on a little one of, of your own about your life or your grandmother's life or something from the family history, some appealing short little vignette. Um, and that's a great way to start sliding them in. And when you start doing that, you'll find that the kids will start to request them in the middle of the day. Hey, tell me that story about the time you, <laughs> and usually it's an inopportune moment when you're like, no, I don't want to tell that story right now. <laughs> But but they'll start, because they, they're so fascinated by them, they'll start asking for their favorite stories. But before they can ask for their favorites, of course, you need to, as you say, start introducing the idea. So I think bedtime is a wonderful time. If you're finding yourself in a mixed you know, group, maybe at a dinner table with a bunch mm -hmm. of aunts and uncles and cousins and all those sorts of people. Um, you might mention it to another adult and say, hey, you know, I, I realize the kids don't know all these great stories about grandma. What do you think we start sharing some? So you can even do something a little bit um, structured at a, at a table. You know, maybe grandpa takes a long time to chew his meat. <laughs> You're oh. sitting there waiting for him <laughs> to finish. You could, at, at those kinds of moments, the kids are getting fidgety. You can take turns going around telling a story. Everybody at the table, whatever age they are, can tell a story, a real life story. Um, you know, start with someone you know will be sure favorites, and then um, they'll get the hang of it and, and like to contribute one of their own. Kids often will say, well, when I was young. <laughs> yeah, back when I was a kid. <laughs> back when I was a kid. Those are always good ways to start. <laughs> Well, and, and over, you know, as you, as you build up a kind of tradition of doing this, some of the stories become, become go-to stories that you need to tell every Thanksgiving or, or every Christmas because they, they become part of the family, the family lore. And I think those are, those are valuable stories. But even, even the, the kind of little things uh, that, that don't build up that, that mythos around them are, are, are valuable yeah. and important. And they, they teach you, I mean, it's, it's not that we're, we're trying to cram down the history lessons, but they teach you a little bit about the old days. You know, well, we did, before we had computers, we did this. <laughs> um, and, they, and they talk about giving your children roots and wings. So, you know, give them that grounding in family heritage and also give them independence to cope with the world. So this is part of the roots, is yeah. telling them stories about, you know, well, how did your family... Um, come to live in this place or what kind of things, you know, oh, your grandfather delivered milk. Oh, that's interesting. Why did the milk come to the door? You know, there's all sorts of layers to it as far as um, history of, of the country and the world, but also ways people used to do things. And also, oh, I never thought grandpa did anything except sit in the chair. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So making it makes, especially some of the older folks um, that the kids might not see as being so active, it, it gives them... Uh, a new view on 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 their life and experiences, and this is something that's near and dear to my heart because I, in addition to writing books and um, working with kids and all that sort of stuff, I write life histories. So I write up life stories. I interview families. I interview their the grandmother or you know the the patriarch of the family, and I write up all their stories in a book. Um, and give it to the family. So that's a way of capturing all the history. And most of us, even as adults, we think, oh, yeah, my grandpa used to tell the best stories. But then we forget the details. We get a little uh -huh. fuzzy on them. Yeah. And this is a way of, of capturing them. So 
you know, one way to, to keep those memories going is just to tell the stories, tell the stories. And another way is to sit down and tape record, you know, record somebody with your phone and record someone in your family who has all those stories. And they can, um, you don't have to write it up. I mean, you don't have to hire someone like me. You can just record them. And then you know that you haven't forgotten all those details. Yeah. Because there's something that, um, it's the stories that makes all the people real to us. That's the reason why we, we love books and stories anyway. But when there's stories about our own family, it's, it's even more important. And I was, um, I was reading somewhere that very, very few of us, maybe I'll quiz you right now, can name all eight of our great-grandparents. Nope. Just their names. Nope. <laughs> so think about that if you're listening. Can you, on the spot, name all of your eight great-grandparents? And that's just their names. That's nothing about them, right? That's, that's nothing about who they were or how they lived. And when you, if, when you say that to somebody who's a, a grandparent, which I guess you are, but yeah. um, that means that even though you love your grandkids, their your grandkids' children won't even know your name. Yeah, so that's how quickly the memory just just fades out. But it won't fade out if you have stories. <laughs> so if you have stories attached to your name, boy, people will remember you. <laughs> uh, along with those stories, I always I the. I kind of like a sub a subgenre of those stories. I like the stories that that really kind of focused on on what what day to day life was like back in the day. I mean, hearing stories from my from my grandparents about living on the farm before there was indoor plumbing, and and even even for the for the youngest years of of my mom's life before they 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 uh, grandpa and grandma built their built a new house, which was I mean built in like 1949 or something. Um, and so, and, and we think, well, life hasn't changed that much for us. But if you talk, I mean, talking to kids today about, you know, things like rotary telephones and, and LP records and, and these, and, and black and white televisions and, and just these things were, that were uh, pay phones, these things that were day-to-day -day life when we were growing up of, uh, just a few short years later, it seems that's that's all ancient technology. And so, hearing stories about right. kind of things not not just the milkman bringing the milk to the door, but but the fact that 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 cassette tapes used to be a thing. Right, and I used to walk around high school with a quarter in my sock every day you know, because I was told you should always have a quarter for a phone call, and sometimes I didn't have pockets, so I would just have a quarter, a quarter stuffed stuff down my sock, and it wasn't always that comfortable, but that was you know, a quarter for a phone call. <laughs> you were prepared. It wasn't comfortable, but you were prepared. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, think about this. You're, you're going to be gathering likely. There's, there's school vacation coming up. There's all sorts of holidays. You're going to be probably gathering with some extended family. And one thing I notice is that when the kids are little, they'll climb all over grandparents' laps. But then a, a year or two later, they're feeling too grown up and maybe they're immersed with their screens. So this is such a valuable storytelling time. And they will, they will really remember. So you might have to prompt it. You might have to make it a little artificial at first. Like now we're going to hear a story from grandpa. But pretty soon the kids will be begging for these mm -hmm. stories. Yeah, I think that's nice. I think it's sweet, and I think it uh, it really does help on, pass on some of those 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 past experiences and stories and traditions for families. Anything more on this one, Heather? 
Well, besides giving your own kids, you know, some sense of their heritage, the more kids can think, and, and adults, think about what it feels like to be somebody else. What was it like growing up like that? The more we can empathize with being somebody else and living a different way, that's the more um, empathy we have for all people. So yeah. you can just think of this as moral development, because that's what it is, as well as being really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I just thought of this I, it, uh, as a jumping off point for sharing some of these things. Going through old uh, family photo albums uh, can, can be a, a real primer if uh, you're having a hard time getting the story started because you can look at old houses and, and, and people the kids might not know and, and hairstyles and, and all those kind of things become jumping off points for, for sharing stories and, and reminiscing. So that's, yeah. that's even something we, we struggle with today. I mean, people... People don't have hard copies of, of, of as many photos and stuff as, as we did uh, even back in the, in the 80s and 90s. And so that's, you got to scroll through grandma's phone or I don't know how you do that nowadays. But, uh, but we have confidence. <laughs> you will figure it out. It out. Just yeah, remember yeah. that, you know, if you're feeling like life's too busy, well, it, it, make some time for stories because yeah. that's what's going to help your kids remember the grandparents all their lives is the stories that they hear and you can help and, and stories from your life. So um, share stories and, and enjoy the, the moment when, you're, when your five-year-old says, when I was a child. <laughs> Absolutely. Should we wrap it up? Sure. Enjoy hey. yourselves, enjoy your families, and enjoy the stories. Enjoy those stories. Hey, this has been Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. You can find Heather at heathershoemaker.com. You can find me at explorationsearlylearning.com. And uh, share the show with a friend if you think it's worthy of sharing. Tell them, tell them the story about how you found the podcast and why they should listen to it. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. There we go. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.